This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the weeks of June 7th and 14th. In this episode, I'll discuss six MMWR COVID-19 reports. The first report highlights how COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths declined among older adults, likely due to higher vaccination in this age group. The second report describes declines in routine child and adolescent vaccinations during the COVID-19 pandemic. The third report describes COVID-19 vaccination coverage among pregnant people, Another report describes the rapid expansion of national genomic surveillance to monitor COVID-19 variants in the U.S. The fifth report brings to light how emergency department visits for suspected suicide attempts among adolescents, especially girls, have increased during the pandemic. The last report describes how the mental health of parents and unpaid caregivers of adults have been adversely impacted by the pandemic. Throughout the pandemic, Older U.S. adults have been at increased risk for severe COVID-19-associated illness and death. A new MMWR describes that by May 1, 2021, 82% of people aged 65 years and older had received one or more vaccine doses, compared with 63% of those aged 50 to 64 years and 42% of those aged 18 to 49 years. After the vaccine became available, rates of COVID-19 cases, emergency department visits, hospital admissions, and deaths declined more in adults aged 65 years and older than in younger adults aged 18 to 49 years. The greater declines among older adults are likely due, in part, to higher COVID-19 vaccination coverage, highlighting the potential benefits of rapidly increasing vaccination coverage. Despite sufficient vaccine supply and expanding eligibility, administration of COVID-19 vaccines has steadily declined in adults since mid-April 2021. These results suggest that tailored efforts by state and local jurisdictions to rapidly increase vaccine coverage among all eligible age groups could contribute to further reductions in COVID-19 cases and severe outcomes. Such efforts include effectively communicating the benefits of vaccination, ensuring equitable access and convenience, empowering trusted messengers, including primary health care providers, and engaging communities. The next two reports describe vaccination coverage among children and adolescents and pregnant people. Since the COVID-19 pandemic started, reports from some state and local jurisdictions suggested that routine pediatric vaccinations had sharply declined. A new MMWR report assessed vaccine administration data and found that fewer doses of routine childhood and adolescent vaccines were given from March through September 2020 in 10 jurisdictions than during the same period in 2018 and 2019. The number of vaccine doses administered declined from March through May 2020, when many jurisdictions enacted stay-at-home orders, and then increased from June through September, after many jurisdictions lifted stay-at-home orders. However, the increase was not substantially above pre-pandemic levels, which would have been necessary to catch up children who did not receive routine vaccinations on time. 
this lag in catch-up vaccination might pose a serious public health threat resulting in vaccine-preventable disease outbreaks, especially as schools reopen for in-person learning. Healthcare providers should assess the immunization status of their pediatric patients and contact those who are behind schedule to ensure that all children are up to date. Pregnant people are more likely to experience severe illness and death from COVID-19 than those who are not pregnant. In addition, pregnant people with COVID-19 are at increased risk for adverse pregnancy outcomes, such as preterm birth. Pregnant people can receive any of the three COVID-19 vaccines available in the United States. A new MMWR report found that between December 2020 and May 2021, among approximately 136,000 pregnant people, about one in six had received one or more doses of a COVID-19 vaccine during pregnancy. Coverage was lower among younger people, aged 18 to 24, compared with people aged 35 to 49 years, and lower among Black and Hispanic people compared with Asian and white people. These findings underscore the need for improved outreach to and engagement with pregnant people about COVID-19 vaccination. Healthcare providers can offer accurate and timely information to increase confidence in and uptake of COVID-19 vaccines. The next report highlights how CDC is monitoring COVID-19 variants in the U.S. The virus that causes COVID-19 is constantly mutating, resulting in new variants that can impact transmission, disease severity, and natural and vaccine-induced immunity. In November 2020, CDC established and rapidly expanded national surveillance for COVID-19 variants using genomic sequencing. Because sequences might be generated by multiple laboratories, and sequence availability varies both geographically and over time, CDC developed methods to generate population-based estimates of variants circulating nationwide and in U.S. regions. The new MMWR report on CDC's expanded genomic surveillance found that the B117 variant increased from less than 1% of U.S. COVID-19 cases at the beginning of 2021 to about 66% by late April, and the P1 variant emerged in the U.S. during this time. Continued genomic surveillance can help guide COVID-19 prevention strategies and treatment. Beginning in March 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic and response, which included physical distancing and stay-at-home orders, disrupted daily life in the United States. Suicide attempts are a leading risk factor for suicide. A new MMWR shows that emergency department visits for suspected suicide attempts among girls aged 12 to 17 years were 51% higher from February through March 2021 than during the same period in 2019. Among boys this age, visits for suspected suicide attempts increased 4%. This study was not designed to identify the risk factors leading to increases in suicide attempts. However, possible hypotheses include increased anxiety and distress due to disruptions in daily life, social isolation, and changes in peer interactions. Suicides can be prevented through four prevention strategies. One, increase social connections for youth. Two, teach youth coping skills. 
Three, learn the signs of suicide risk and how to respond. And four, reduce access to lethal means like medications and firearms. Widely implementing these comprehensive prevention strategies across the United States, including adapting these strategies during times of infrastructure disruption, such as during the pandemic, can contribute to healthy development and prevent suicide among young people. Help is available 24-7 at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. The COVID-19 pandemic has been associated with mental health challenges in parents and caregivers as well. A new MMWR report found that during the COVID-19 pandemic, 7 in 10 parents and unpaid caregivers of adults reported adverse mental health symptoms such as depression, anxiety, COVID-19-induced stress and trauma, and suicidal thoughts. People balancing the roles of parenting children and caring for adults were eight times more likely to report having suicidal thoughts compared with U.S. adults who did not have any of these responsibilities. People who said they had someone to turn to for support were less likely to have experienced adverse mental health symptoms. People having suicidal thoughts can get immediate help by calling the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK for English, 1-888-628-9454 for Spanish, or texting Lifeline Crisis Chat. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.